Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the most obscene lie in this whole depraved saga, and it's just been revealed for what it is. It was used to justify a grave, grave war crime, and it should have been very clearly accepted as a lie from the start, as indeed many of us saw it as such. Now, I realise that Israel's onslaught is one overarching moral obscenity, but we can't lose sight of the specific war crimes which are being committed. Al-Shifa Hospital suffered a huge military assault, and new evidence is conclusive the basis for this hideous attack was a lie. Now, let's just start at the beginning. Al-Shifa is the biggest hospital in Gaza. It was built in 1946, when Palestine was still under British colonial rule. In the midst of Israel's assault on Gaza, which has now killed well over 20,000 people and injured over 50,000 others, such a hospital clearly plays a pivotal role. Whether it functions is a matter of life and death on a grand scale. Not just for those injured by missiles, but keep in mind, say, the 50,000 women who are pregnant, with 180 women a day giving birth, or indeed people with cancer or serious underlying medical health conditions. But the Israeli Defence Forces declared in October that Al-Shifa Hospital was, and I quote, the main headquarters for Hamas's terrorist activity. Terrorism, they added, does not belong in a hospital, and the IDF will operate to uncover any terrorist infrastructure. They then released a mocked-up video, seemingly detailing a huge labyrinth uh, series of tunnels, as well as Hamas meeting rooms. They also declared that Hamas's continued military use of the Shifa hospital jeopardised the hospital's protected status under international law. That's because, as you probably can guess without being an international lawyer, you can't actually just attack hospitals. That is a war crime. The exception given is if that hospital is used for clear military purposes, such as as a base to launch rockets and then it becomes a legitimate military target. Under Article 19 of the Geneva Conventions, in those circumstances, an advance warning must be given to the hospital and the attack must be based on the principle of proportionality. Now, the IDF claims were backed up by President Joe Biden's administration in the United States. They said Hamas is operating a command node from the Al-Shifa hospital when Israel was preparing its final assault. Now, the US provided no intelligence publicly to back up its claims and indeed refused to do so when asked. Now, as well as the medical staff there, foreign doctors who'd worked there strenuously denied the claims about Al-Shifa Hospital. Let's listen to the former Norwegian, uh, sorry, the, the Norwegian uh, um, physician uh, who formerly worked at the hospital, Mads Gilbert, as one example. Now, I have been working in Shifa for 16 years, 16 years on and off, in very hectic periods, very hectic periods. I've been able to walk freely around. I take lots of pictures, I video film, I've been sleeping in the hospital during bombardment. I've been all over. I've never been restricted, controlled. Nobody has ever controlled my, my picture and documentation material. So, well, if there is a command center, show us. You have pictures and x-ray films of all Gaza, all the tunnels, everything. So why is it that these 16 years of threats that Shifa is a command center, 
has not been given any evidence at all that it de facto is. Now, if it was a military command center, I would not work there because I obey to the Geneva Convention. But with the go-ahead of the US administration, Israel repeatedly attacked and laid siege to El Shifa Hospital, where as well as patients, many thousands of terrified civilians were also sheltering. The hospital was left without power. Doctors, nurses and patients were killed by the Israeli assault while premature babies died. A mass grave was dug for as many as 180 people, with the morgue having long ceased to function. According to the World Health Organization, the hospital became a death zone. When the IDF raided this besieged hospital, they arrested the director of the hospital and several doctors. The IDF then embarked on a propaganda campaign to back up these claims. The evidence they provided was a joke, not funny joke. The horror of this can be just called as described as many things, but funny is not one of them. As the brilliant investigative journalist Jeremy Scarhook put it, the IDF released its first round of purported evidence, which more or less consisted of a smattering of automatic rivals, some nestled behind an MRI machine, and a conveniently placed combat vest with a Hamas logo on it. With the exception of Israel's most diehard supporters, this effort appeared to convince almost no one of the sweeping assertions about Al-Shifa's importance to Hamas's current operations. Indeed, damning stuff from the outset. They then released videos supposedly showing tunnels below the hospital. It was already known Gaza has an extensive network of underground tunnels, partly used to smuggle in food and crucial supplies. Gaza, after all, has suffered the longest siege in modern history, and you don't have to be a sympathiser to Hamas to be sympathetic to the civilian population getting food and supplies. But as well, almost certainly smuggling weapons, which, as Scarhill says, those claims entirely credible. We also know that there were tunnels and rooms under the hospital because Israel built them when it was occupying Gaza in the 1980s. Now, the IDF released footage of what they said, let's just remind ourselves, was the main headquarters for Hamas's uh, terrorist activity, footage of these tunnels. The best we got was some dilapidated bathroom. I mean, it was pathetic, completely pathetic, completely in no way justified what they said about Al-Shifa Hospital. Israel refused demands for an independent investigation of this tunnel, and then they destroyed it. Convenient, so no one could then investigate the actual evidence. They also released CCTV footage from the 7th of October, which showed two hostages being brought into the hospital. Now, this should not need saying, but I'll keep saying it. When Hamas took civilians hostages, they committed a grave war crime for which there is no defence. The first thing I would say is they presumably, the IDF, scoured through all the CCTV they could get, and all they could offer up was evidence, as evidence that this was the main headquarters of Hamas was this. Now, one hostage was clearly there being forced in under duress. Obviously, these hostages had been taken... Uh, violently against their will. The other was clearly receiving medical treatment. Now, when I received, when I pointed this out, that a hostage was receiving medical treatment because you could see it happening, I personally got overwhelmed with bile and smears from apologists for Israel's onslaught. Many of them called me a terrorist stooge, Hamas cheerleader, and that was the milder end. Now, obviously, my point wasn't that Hamas fighters would take hostages they had illegally seized to a hospital because they were filled with the milk of human kindness and really cared about their physical condition. My point was that from their point of view, the value of taking a hostage was that those hostages would be kept alive. Otherwise, what's the point? You'd kill them on the spot. It's such an obvious, basic point. They're there, seized because they're bargaining chips. The amount of bad faith required to distort that out of any recognition is quite something. Um, the first thing, obviously, Hamas and other groups can do and should do is immediately release all those hostages, obviously. But the second thing is if they're injured, they should obviously make sure they get medical treatment, even if it is for the purpose of keeping them alive as bargaining chips. Again, that is a war crime, uh, rather than an actual humanitarian gesture. In any case, whatever they were doing at that hospital, that wasn't evidence to support the IDF's 
claims. And as I say, one of them did seem to be receiving medical treatment. And I've explained why they would be getting medical treatment. Now, the Washington Post, to its credit, has just published a truly shocking piece of investigative journalism. As it notes, the claims were remarkably specific by Israel, that five hospital buildings were directly involved in Hamas activities, that the buildings sat atop underground tunnels that were used by militants to direct rocket attacks and command fighters, and that the tunnels could be accessed from inside hospital wards. Their conclusion, the evidence presented by the Israeli government falls short of showing that Hamas had been using the hospital as a command and control centre, according to a Washington Post analysis of open source visuals, satellite imagery, and all of the publicly released IDF materials. They add, with quite the understatement, that raises critical questions, legal and humanitarian experts say, about whether the civilian harm caused by Israel's military operations against the hospital, encircling, besieging, and ultimately raiding the facility and the tunnel beneath it, were proportionate to the assessed threat. So, their main findings. The rooms connected to the tunnel network discovered by IDF troops showed no immediate evidence of military use by Hamas. None of the five hospital buildings identified appeared to be connected to the tunnel network. There's no evidence that the tunnels could be accessed from inside hospital. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It goes on to emphasize the unique horror of what happened. The targeting by a US ally of a compound housing hundreds of sick and dying patients and thousands of displaced people has no precedent in recent decades. The march on Al Shifa caused the hospital's operations to collapse. As Israeli troops closed in and fighting intensified, fuel ran out, supplies couldn't enter, and ambulances were unable to collect casualties from the streets. They examined the tunnels, which the IDF claimed were connected to five hospital buildings and could be accessed from inside hospital wards. The Washington Post say that the Post mapped the path of the tunnel by geolocating the excavation sites within Al-Shifa and analysing the videos frame by frame to determine the network's directionality and length. The Post then superimposed the tunnel routes on the original map released by the IDF on October 27th that it said showed the full extent of Hamas's command and control infrastructure. They go on to say none of the five buildings highlighted by the IDF appear to connect to the tunnels and no evidence has been produced showing that the tunnels could be accessed from inside the hospital wards. As for the two small bathrooms, a sink, two empty rooms, according to the Washington Post, no immediate evidence of them being used for command and control, no recent sign of recent habitations that no one had recently been there. The Washington Post also said about the two hostages on the CCTV camera, it was not clear if the, hospital, the hostages were taken to the hospital for medical treatment or other purposes. Misuse of the hospital five weeks before the IDF operation does not bear on the legality of the IDF operation. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. This was 
a grave war crime. A grave, grave, grave war crime for which there is no defence, none, zero. And yet, as well as the US administration, multiple commentators, journalists, media outlets justified the assault on a hospital full of desperately ill Palestinian civilians, including children, including the elderly, including pregnant women, and indeed including newborn babies. That includes, for example, a column published in the Washington Post itself entitled, Evidence Confirms Israel's Al-Shifa Claims, So Critics Move the Goal Posts. You can't make this stuff up. Let's take Jake Waller-Simons, the editor of the Jewish Chronicle, and I must say, that paper's a travesty, given the humanity and love which exists in Britain's Jewish community and the contribution made by that community to movements throughout history for justice and liberation. There wouldn't be a left, as we understand it, without the Jewish community. Now, he tweeted one month ago, as predicted, we all knew the hospital was a Hamas HQ. It was even in season two of Founder. Jeremy Bowen and Owen Jones should be eating their words. Well, Jake, it's not me who should be eating my words here. That the US administration and so many commentators propagated these claims helped Israel justify further assaults on hospitals and medical facilities with catastrophic human consequences. Now, here's just one war crime amidst the litany of so many other war crimes. War crimes happening every day. Now, as the gravity of what Israel has done, as the depravity and scale of the war crimes becomes impossible to defend, many of those who cheered on this barbarism have suddenly gone pretty quiet. I don't know if you've noticed this. Maybe they think if they walk away quietly from the crime scene, everyone will forget they were there in the first place. Well, we can't do that. We have to hold them to account. This horror was made possible in part because of those who helped disseminate the lies, the distortions, the propaganda of the Israeli state. They can't get away with it. Indeed, there's something I want to finish by saying. And I don't want this to sound self-indulgent or centering myself. I say this because of the wider point, and I suspect it's how many of you feel as well. I had no illusions in the Western media before this horrendous episode. None. I've worked in the mainstream British media now for 12 years. That's 30% of my entire life. I was fully aware of the racism, the bigotry, the official Western propaganda that's often believed and regurgitated. And I'm not surprised, per se, by how much of the Western media lined up behind this atrocity or simply refused to speak out against it and call it for what it is. But I am shocked. Shocked to my core. The way that Palestinian life has been treated as having no worth of any description. The way the most depraved, unhinged war crimes can be simply accepted and be permissible and receive almost no outrage at all. I'll never get over this or look at the world in quite the same way ever again. And I suspect many of you won't either. This has to be a lesson and a lesson that we learn and act on. Please like and subscribe. Do share this video. You can keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash on Listen to us on the podcast. I'll speak to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.